0: Over to our back office and talk to you. See if we can get that set up. And we should be ready to uh, start. Full blown today because I'm doing YouTube at the same time, so it's going to take a little time to together. And shiny day here in Pineville today. Supposed to be up in the 80s today. We've already got our air conditioners on, so it's getting really warm really fast. Good morning brother mark how
1: are you hi brother larry they're 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 probably coming home from sunrise service now and going <laughs> to or, or whatever to have breakfast after sunrise service there you go there you go you probably nailed it okay
0: well I'm
1: of- just waking up at five o'clock in the morning I'm You want me to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning for Easter? Are you crazy?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I want to welcome Andrew Brown, who's with us. And uh, so, uh, good to see you um, with us, Andrew. Well, Brother Mark has agreed to lead our uh, worship services this morning. And I want to, hello, good morning, Babs glad to see you're on youtube yeah we're simulcasting this morning we're trying to, to see if it'll work it makes it much easier if i can simulcast because then i don't have to later save the video file to youtube because it's already there so hopefully it'll work on all platforms uh whether mark kennedy has agreed to lead in the uh, services this morning And so I'm going to turn it over to him, and uh, we'll just uh, enjoy uh, what he has uh, for us this morning. Go ahead, Brother Mark. Okay. Good morning, saints,
1: wherever you may be. May Jehovah, the God of all comfort, take care of your needs, whatever they may be. At this, t- at this time, I would request all the pray- all the saints, please pray for the Phillips family, Mark, Larry, and Tulip, and Rosette. Please keep the Phillips family in your prayers for this time of loss that they're going through. And I pray for uh, the saints to please remember Brother Carl Roberts out there on the river. And that that boat stay on top of the water, and that his crewmates treat him with respect. And the Holy Spirit send a comforting spirit to Babs at home alone, waiting for Brother Carl while he goes on this ten or fifteen day run to make money, keep wolves away, the wolves away from the door. You know how that stuff goes. We got to do that unpleasant stuff too, unfortunately. But praise God, keep keep uh, Reba Sandage, his his uh, brother Carl's mom, in your prayers for true salvation. I I can't stress it enough to come out of the free will gospel that they have bombarded with, you know, people within the churches for so long. Okay, this morning we're we're moving right through the Gospel of John. I. I remember a couple of weeks ago we did John 17 and then I did and then a couple of weeks later I did John 10 and then I decided just to start with John 1 and now we've done that and now we've done John 2 so we're going to move right along to uh John 3 here in the authorized King James version only so This is going to be a very interesting episode here. Uh, Let's see, we have, let's see, we have only 36 verses in John 3, so 36 verses, 36 to 9. That's only about 18, so I'll do the first 18 verses, Brother Larry, and then I'll give my commentary And then you can give commentary, and then you can do the last 18 verses in John chapter 3. Okay. All right. All that said, let's get to it. John chapter 3 in the Authorized King James Version. We're going to see an interesting exchange here with a Pharisee. A man by the name of Nicodemus has an exchange with Jesus at night, and we're going to see... And we're going to learn some interesting things here in this chapter. So, John chapter 3, starting at verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Verse 2, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Verse 3 Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 4 Nicodemus, Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is is spirit. Marvel not that that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Verse 8, the wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Verse 9, Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Verse 10, Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Verse 11, verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. Verse 12, if I have told you earthly things and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Verse 13, and no man hath ascended up to heaven but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. Verse 14 And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Verse 16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 17, for God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And verse 18, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Okay, very interesting, very interesting. So here in verses 1 and 2, this Pharisee named Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night. And right away he 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 doesn't mince words. He gets right into the meat of the matter real quick. He doesn't he doesn't play around. He doesn't mince words. You know, straight up Rabbi, we know you're a teacher come from God because no one could do these miracles except you be from God. And straight up, Jesus answers him in verse 3. Gets right to the point. Since uh, since uh, Nicodemus got right to the point, Jesus will get right to the point as well. Do you ever notice that? Jesus responds exactly how they respond. If he's getting right to the point, as Nicodemus is here, then Jesus also gets right to the point. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. So he says, answers them in verse 3. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So straight up, he gets right back to Nicodemus. And then in verse 4, we see Nicodemus wasting no time getting into his error, his, his classic error of, of confusing of confusing something spiritual for something physical and temporal. Jesus get, or, uh, he gets right into it in verse 4. How can a man be born when he is old? Can he go into his mother's womb a second time? And then Jesus, in verse 5, gets right to it in correcting that classic error of thinking that something is physical when it's a spiritual thing. Jesus, in verse 5, gets right to correcting him. Verily I say unto thee, except you be born of water, a man be born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And here is where Jesus is making the distinction in verse 6 and verse 7. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And that's what uh, Nicodemus was showing who he was born of when he asked, can a man go into his mother's womb a second time? He was revealing that he was not spirit but flesh. And then Jesus continues in verse 7 and 8, you know, don't be amazed that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind, the spirit blows like the wind and you hear the sound, but you can't tell where it goes. Even so is everyone that is born of the spirit. Verse 8, in verse 9, Nicodemus then answered and he said with incredulity, how can these things be? and then jesus Jesus does the same thing back to him, responds with incredulity are you a are you a leader of israel and and you don't know these things? Isn't that amazing here we have Nicodemus, a supposed leader of israel and he and he and he has to defer to jesus ain't that something yeah. so uh, in verse 11, he says, you know, we speak what we know, and we testify unto what we know, and ye receive our testimony, our witness. And then he says in the next verse, verse 12, if I've told you earthly things and you believe not, how are you going to believe if I tell you of heavenly or spiritual things? And no man has gone up to heaven, in verse 13 here. Only the Son of Man, referring to Jesus. And then in verse 14, as Moses lifted up the servant in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up. That whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life, in verse 15. And here's the verse, the classic verse that they always love to pull out of this one chapter and set it against the rest of the chapter, the rest of the book, and the rest of the whole Bible. You know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. It doesn't mean the whole world. It means the world of the elect. You gotta read it in context with the whole chapter, verse 17. For God sent not in His Son into the world to condemn the world. So, so that verse, though that that clearly cancels out a universalist reading of verse 16. The fact that God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. That means the world was already under con- under condemnation. And so, and I will close out the first half of this chapter with verse 18. He says, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. There it is right there. The very words of Jesus saying that not everybody gets a pass. So this is the very words of Jesus. Let me finish this chapter, this verse. He, verse 18, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. There it is. All right, Brother Larry, what do you think? Talk to us.
0: <laughs> well this is probably one of the <clears throat> one of the most uh, i guess quoted scriptures in the bible <clears throat> especially as you alluded to john three sixteen. Yes, yes however most people um, like brother carl said brother mark said they take this um, one verse and build a whole theological construct on it I find it real interesting that like brother Mark said that Nicodemus was a ruler of the Jews so he was a top dog he was he yep. was way up there and uh, so Nicodemus realized that <laughs> all the miracles that Jesus is Jesus did no man could do those miracles it was kind of like whenever Jesus healed the the blind man and they came to him and said who did this yeah and he said well you know all I can tell you is once I was blind and now I see okay in other words he answered them in a roundabout way Um, Nicodemus um, did not understand at this point at least I believe that eventually Nicodemus I believe it was revealed to him uh, and I believe that he was born again by the Spirit of God later but Mm -hmm. right here he he just cannot understand what what Christ is saying and I, I find it really interesting in verse 10 Jesus answered and said to him art thou a master you know you know, just because a person has a master's degree or a Ph.D. or a doctor's of divinity doesn't mean they're born again. Okay, that's right. And you know, Jesus is pointing this out. Here, you are a master. You have. You're a top dog. You're a ruler, and you don't understand these things. Yep. And so, uh, there's there's an awful lot here. Uh, we can look back in Matthew, the 11th chapter. Uh-huh. Um, the 27th verse um, is an interesting parallel to this 11th verse. He says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen and received not our witness. Well, here we find Matthew eleven twenty-seven. 27. Jesus speaking here. He says, All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father, save the Son, and the He, and the he to whomsoever the Son will reveal Him. Amen. And so yeah. unless it's revealed to us, we're not going to see it. For 37 years, it wasn't revealed to me okay yeah. yeah but when it be, when it became revealed to me I was able to see the father and the son and the work that Jesus Christ did um, yeah also uh, this scripture uh, that brother mark alluded to John 316 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life um, now we know that um, we look in Romans 5 verse 8 it says but God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us and that's okay, so uh the fact is if if we believed upon Christ before we were born again, that is a contradiction of that scripture because Scripture tells us something totally different. Scripture tells us that God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners. Amen. How could how how could we believe if we were yet sinners how could we believe if we were dead in our trespasses and sins? but that's the great right. thing is God, God commended his love toward us <laughs> that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us now the other thing that's interesting is that um, I find quite quite interesting as well is that um, In this 17th verse it says for God sent not his son I'm jumping one scripture ahead for God Mm -hmm. sent not his into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved a lot of people take that out of context and say there you go God made it possible that all the world would be saved if they only believe but if we have to keep things in context let's look back in uh, the ninth chapter of Luke and let's let's realize the purpose of God coming to this work earth, okay Amen. The purpose of God coming to this earth was to save his people from their sins. That was the purpose. and so we see in Luke 9:56 the Son of man is not come to destroy men's lives but to save them. That was his purpose. His purpose was to come to save his people from their sins, not destroy men's lives. Okay? And so that kind of clears that up a little bit. Um, and I think Brother Mark was wanting me to read the final uh, verses. And I'm going to have Brother Mark Phillips help me out here. Uh, oh, Mark, yeah. If you could, if you could read. Um, I wanted to say
1: one thing uh, real quick uh that Matthew verse 11 verse 27 that you read that was real good all things are delivered of me unto my father and no man knoweth the son but the father neither knoweth any man the father save the son and he to whomsoever the son will reveal him that was good. You you touched on the new age guru thing, all these people who say, who tell you that they're in contact with God. They're they're liars. And so this verse <laughs> this verse proves it right there that the only ones that know God are the ones that Jesus reveals him to. Yes. Thank you, brother, for you bringing
0: bet. that up. You bet. Well, Brother Mark Phillips, why don't you read for us uh, verses 17 down through 26, and then I'll finish up after that. 17 to 26. God sent not His Son to the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that, he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed the same. In the name of the only begotten Son of God, this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hates the light, neither cometh to the light lest his deeds should be reproved. He that doeth truth cometh to the light that his deeds may be made manifest that they are rotten God. After these things came Jesus and his disciples to the land of Judah. And there he tarried with them and baptized. John also was baptizing in Ann near Salem because there was much water there. They came and were baptized. John was not yet cast into prison. Then there rose a question between some of John's disciples and the Jews about purifying. And they came unto John and said unto him, Rabbi, he that was with thee beyond Jordan, of whom thou bearest witness, behold the same baptizing all men come to him thank you mark yes I'll just continue down through the end of the chapter John answered that except a man can re- and said a man can receive nothing except it be given him given him from heaven Ye yourselves bear me witness that I said I'm not the Christ but I am sent before him he that hath a bride is the bridegroom, but the friend of the bridegroom that standeth and heareth him rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. This is my joy, therefore, is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. He that cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthy and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all. What he hath seen and heard, what he testifieth, and no man receiveth his testimony. He that hath received his testimony hath set to his seal that God is true. For he whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. The Father loveth the Son, and hath given all things into his hand. He that believeth on the Son, hath everlasting life and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life but the wrath of God abideth on him well I'll just make a few comments turn it back over to brother mark but we already kind of covered verse 17 Uh, notice that in 18 it talks about the fact that a person that believes on Christ is not condemned yeah um there's another scripture that says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in christ jesus and it says the distinction between those who love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil Uh and it also says that the evil the evil hate the light who's the light the light is Jesus Christ. He said, I am the light of the world. And so yes. the evil people hate Christ. That's why we find so much um, animosity and blasphemy against Jesus Christ because he is the light. Yes. And also, I find it interesting uh, a lot of uh, discussion and dialogue over the years have been over chapter, uh, verse 23 where it says that there was much water there there's a lot of people that try to promote sprinkling as a mode of baptism you don't need a lot of water to sprinkle <laughs> okay i believe i believe in immersion i believe that uh, that's why that was put in there to show people that that was the proper mode of baptism that there was much water there okay um and so, also, uh, let's see, I like I love verse 27. John certainly recognized the reality of things mm-hmm. being revealed to God. because he said a man can't receive anything unless it's given to him from heaven. <laughs> okay, you he can't receive Amen. anything. Amen. And then of course, um, he recognized john the baptist in verse 30 recognized that christ must increase you know john had a lot of followers a lot of people were following but he was mm-hmm. just preparing the way for christ the master and he realized that that christ must increase and by the way that should be our our motto in our life christ must increase we must decrease and we're mm-hmm. nothing we we must give God all the glory in all things and um, it says that um, that he that cometh from a heaven verse 31 is above all above all a lot of people need to be reminded of that we need constantly a good dose of the sovereignty of God okay and then he says uh, in verse 34, for whom God has sent, speaketh the words of God. For God give not the Spirit by measure unto him. You know, we realize that when Jesus was baptized of John, the Holy Spirit was demonstrated by sitting upon Christ like a dove, and a booming voice from heaven said you know this is my beloved son so we have a representative representation of the godhead there the father uh, the holy spirit and jesus christ yeah. and then again uh, if you if we look at uh, matthew twenty-eight eighteen, i believe it's twenty-eight eighteen line it here real quickly 18 Jesus came and spake unto them saying all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth Jesus proclaimed it himself that all power was given unto him mm-hmm. and in verse 30 35 it says the father loveth the son and hath given all things into his hand And so, when we read this, Jesus Christ himself, before he ascended back to heaven, said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. We see the same thing demonstrated in John chapter 17, verses 1 and 2. Uh These words speak. And lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, "Father, the hours come. Glorify Thy Son, that Thy Son also may glorify Thee, as Thou hast given Him power over all flesh, that He should give eternal life to as many as Thou hast given Him." Uh-huh. And then finally, um, He said that He that believeth on the Son. I love that it doesn't say he that believeth on the sun will get everlasting life. Mm-hmm. He doesn't make doesn't make believing um, a prerequisite for getting eternal life. Right. Okay, what he yes. says is he that believeth on the sun already has eternal everlasting life. Yes. Yes. I, I love it. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life. In other words, if we have been given life, we believe if we have not been given life. Um, if we have if we if a person is never given life, the wrath of right. God is going to fight on that's that's called vessels of wrath is for destruction. So that's kind of my take on those. I'll turn it back over to brother uh Little mark.
1: Thank you, brother. Very well spoken. Yes, yes. In verse 17, God says he sent his son in the world not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. It's the same thing in verse 16. This word world and the word world in verse 16 have a very uh, special meaning. In the, the word world in verse 16 and the word world in verse 17, it means, it means all of God's elect saints appointed to salvation before time began. And yes. um, in verse 18, he reassures us, he that believeth on him is not condemned but he that believeth not is condemned already because he has not believed in the Son in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And then in verse 19, this is the condemnation. This is the verdict that light has come into the world, spiritual light in Christ alone has come into the world and men love darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil and this is this is true of everybody, from the greatest human being to the least human being. This is true of everybody. We come into this world with a with a hell-bent nature bent on one thing: sin and evil and so and there is no cure except Christ taking you except the son gave you to the the father gave you to the son. Before time, the son went to the cross for you to, to effect your salvation, and the Holy Spirit applies that salvation through progressive sanctification. Yep, and here's the verdict in verse 20. For everyone that, that does evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds going to be reproved and here is the opposite in verse 21 but he that doeth truth come to the light that his deeds may be manifest we go to the father so that our deeds can be manifest and the glory shown to this unbelieving world and so i believe that i believe that these works that god has for us to do that that he he had them ready before time began and he had them ready for the express purpose of revealing the glory of God to the world, I think and so then in verse twenty two we see they came to Judea, Jesus and his disciples and uh, and John in verse twenty three was baptizing them near uh in Anon near Salim, and he was still baptizing they haven't they didn't apprehend John yet so he was still out there baptizing and then in verse 25 a question or some kind of dispute arose between them and they came unto John and said Rabbi he that was with thee beyond Jordan to whom thou bear witness to hold the same baptizeth, and all men come to join him Come to him. I believe he's referring referring to Jesus in this in this scripture here. I could be wrong, but they're coming to John. It looks like, and they're asking him this question: Who was this guy that was with you beyond, when you were beyond the Jordan? And so I would imagine they're referring to Jesus. And then right. John. And then John replies to them, "A man can receive nothing, except it be given him by heaven." And um, and then he says, he says to them, "You yourself bear witness that I said that I am not the Christ, but I am sent before Him." And then in verse twenty nine, he says that he who has the bride is uh, is the bridegroom and the bridegroom it, it's telling us is the friend of the bride and so the church the true church is the bride of Christ and so therefore we are we are the bridegroom of Christ and so and then in verse 30 he must increase and I must decrease in our sanctification, as we grow more mature in our spiritual walk, we should be seeing evidence of that. In a more closer walk to Jesus, we won't have the desire to do the things that we used to do as much, hopefully, if we're growing in Christ, if he if he is moving us along down that path of righteousness, we should be seeing evidence and more desire for him and the ways of the Lord. In verse 31, he says, He that comes from above is spiritual, and he that is of the earth is earthly. And so that those who speak of the earth listen to the ones who speak of the earth and the ones that speak spiritual things are listened to by those who are ordained to hear spiritual things. And so in verse 32, we are told here also that, that they uh, received his testimony because he got the testimony from what he saw and heard. And therefore, when you have when you have an eyewitness testimony, it's reliable. That's how they do it in court cases. They they establish a number of witnesses that are saying the same thing. And then, when you have a witness that all of a sudden is saying different things, then that's where the problem comes in. But we don't have that with the problem of the eyewitness verification of Scripture because all of the witnesses are saying that they saw Jesus walking and talking on this earth. And so that being the case, we can, we can place our credulity into the word of those eyewitnesses that say that they saw Jesus walking and talking on the earth. That's what verse 32 and 33 are talking about here. The eyewitnesses would not lie. If they did, they wouldn't be a good eyewitness. But when they're telling us we saw Jesus walking and talking on the earth, we know that they can be believed and that they would not tell us a lie. Yep, and there it is in verse 34. For he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God. We know that the eyewitnesses were sent from God to speak the truth that, yes, Jesus was a real human being walking and talking on the earth for about 34 years, whatever it be. Yes, and so because these words are sent from God, here in verse 34 and 35, these words are sent by God, so we know that they are truthful. The Father loves the Son and and has given all things into his hand. And that means the revelation of the Father that the Son has given us. Isn't that wonderful? Very wonderful. Yes. He, that, he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And this is one of the things that the Father told the Son, that all who believe on the sun, we're ordained to believe on the sun, and because of that ordination, we have everlasting life. That's right. Everlasting life does not start somewhere over and over there, pie in the sky, you know, in the sweet, by and by. No, everlasting life starts now, the moment, the moment that God ordained you from before the foundation of the world. Is when that eternal life starts. Right, Brother Larry? That's
0: right. That's right. God bless you, brother. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to make a couple comments if I could. Um, I uh, got an email. Actually, it was a, uh, I guess it was on my Facebook. Someone messaged me over this week and uh, he was real concerned because he has um, been in a battle with a number of people who are um, teaching what he calls duty faith <laughs> and I've heard oh. that I've heard that expression before duty faith oh. and he he said do you do you teach duty faith oh. and I said well he said you know I don't I don't really uh, I said I've heard a lot of different definitions of duty faith uh, so we have to define it's... so we have to define the terms you know we're talking about mm-hmm. and he said well Arthur pink taught duty faith and I said well again you haven't defined what duty faith is so he came back and explained um, and uh-huh. there's another term that's often used, and you used it today. And I understand what you were saying. I just want to clarify uh-huh. Uh-huh. the people that that listen to this uh, broadcast, um, because we have to we have to be clear about terms like duty, faith, or progressive yeah. sanctification. Now, I believe that the scripture is very clear that all of our righteousness is imputed to us through Christ.
1: And I also
0: believe that there's nothing in our of ourselves uh, that merits any anything with God. Amen. Uh, In other words, that he paid the price for our sins on the cruel and rugged cross at Calvary. Uh, now, a lot of people say, "Yeah, but there's probably going to be a butt in there." You're, you're going to go ahead and add works to this. Right. Well, I'm going to, I'm just going to say this: that if you say that a person uh, is uh, absent of any good works, if you say that they are living In debauchery
1: and immorality
0: and fornication and adultery and all of the things that we are exhorted to abstain from by the Apostle Paul, then yes, I'm guilty of (laughs) proclaiming that the elect child of God is conformed to the image of his son. I'm guilty of that. Okay? Uh, Because we cannot there's a whole body of uh, there's a whole body of Scripture that is full of exhortations to the Christian as to how they should live. Yeah. Okay. So if we say, well, I'm not in the progressive sanctification, I'm not into duty. work. we're not saying that any of this is a prerequisite for our our continued salvation mm-hmm we're not saying that but what we're saying is it is an absolute result of it it's a result of our salvation that we would want to please God right and right. you know I just I feel like that you know there's a whole piece of and I used to be much more adamantly opposed to even talking about this because I didn't want to give people
1: an idea
0: that that right. I was in you know, that I was, um, I want to look at a couple passages in Ephesians, uh, the fourth chapter. He says, oh. um, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation where it with your call, with mm-hmm. all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another, enduring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. And he goes on and he says in the um, twelfth verse, well the eleventh verse he says, he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, under the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of Doctrine. Mm -hmm. And he says, speaking the truth in love may grow up in him. Notice this, speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head even Christ. Amen. And so uh, he goes on. And then as he concludes this, he says, um, he says in verse 19, who, well, let's read verse 20, but ye have not so learned Christ, if so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt, according to deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that ye put on the new man, which is after God, is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, put away lying; speak every man truth with his neighbor. Be ye angry and sin not; let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more. Okay. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. All right. Let all bitterness wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind one another tender-hearted forgiving one another and so on so I believe that pri- that Paul spent a great deal of his ministry exhorting us yeah. to grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ so I didn't want that I know I I don't like the word duty faith I don't like that I, I really don't like the word progressive sanctification but right right because sanctification means let's just look clear. sanctification means be set apart by God we can't yeah. set ourselves and so but I do agree with you uh, that Christians are to walk in a way that is pleasing to God and he says if you love me you will keep my commandments and so and, and his commandments are not grievous and so we're not Amen. promoting work often. we're promoting true the true elect of God and the fact that their yes. desire is to please him so I, I just wanted to make that uh, kind of a response to that fellow that, that wrote That wrote me that message on duty faith this this week oh i see interesting
1: (laughs) very interesting okay back to john okay so yes that was very good john chapter three is a very good chapter and it has a very illustrative episode where nicodemus and jesus are talking and we learn and we learned some very important things from that exchange. Yes. Yes, right, yes so. it is. Praise God. This has been this has been a wonderful time again. And uh, I ask all of our saints to please remember the Phillips family and your prayers at this time. Uh, and also please remember Brother Carl Roberts out there on the river that God would keep that boat leak-free and on top of the water and that his crewmates would treat him with respect and that the Lord would send a comforting spirit to Sister Babs at home alone. I humbly present these uh, prayer requests to our saints for uh, inclusion in your private prayer time. Thank you and God bless you. Announcements, Brother Larry?
0: Yes, well, I want to also... Send out our greetings to brother Howard Jett who was with us this morning as well as Oscar Graves and yes. the rest of those you know who you are uh, and if you yeah. if you weren't mentioned, it's not because we were purposely ignoring you Andrew Brown Ashley Kenny was with me this morning in our devotional time and we had a good time in fellowship this morning um, and I also want our Uh, everyone to remember our brother Mark Kennedy as well in uh, prayer uh, throughout this week, that God would be with him in a special way. Uh, As far as our announcements, we will be having our Wednesday night uh, study. We're kind of getting down closer to the end of the uh, book. Uh, God does not love everyone, but He does love the everlasting. Is the lack of everlasting last everlasting? I think we stopped on uh, page 322 of chapter 35, and we're going to be working through the end of the chapter. Uh, yes. And that yep. chapter, chapter 35 is um, really uh, entitled, um, let's see, Our Fellowship is With the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. So we'll be finishing out that chapter. Yes. and then there is a uh, total in this book uh, this looks like there's uh, 36 which is the then are sanctified preserved and called and then 37 the revelation of jesus christ and we will be finished with the book at that point um i don't know if uh, brother carl um, made you aware of <clears throat> um, of it or not brother Martin but he uh, suggested to me that after we finish this book that we do a uh, study on the five biblical points um, of salvation and I, I think that is great um, whether we use the acronym TULIP or not but we could take all of those five points total, total depravity Unconditional election, limited atonement, or particular redemption, irresistible grace, and the final perseverance of the saints. And we could uh, do an exhaustive. So I think that's a great idea. If if you're if you and you're in agreement with that, we'll kind of plan on maybe starting that at the after we finish this book. So, but brother uh, Carl, that sounds really good. Yeah, I think that would be a real good study. Uh, on that so and then of course Thursday night we're going to have a um, I look forward to this fellowship call between and just remind people Wednesday night and Thursday night we've changed it an hour earlier to five o'clock central time to accommodate brother Carl and uh, brother Brother Carl and brother Mark um, have been so kind to lead us in a fellowship call on Thursday night and yes, um, yes. I don't know, don't know what their plans are for this upcoming Thursday not. Well, I think was it you or Carl sent me something in regards to um, I think churches, maybe church steeples, and yes. uh, hey, they, I think
1: with me, our brother Carl also suggested the idea. We're gonna we're gonna talk about the pagan or, the origin of the church steeple de, uh, design is what we're gonna talk about. On Thursday. That's great.
0: That's really needed. That's really needed because a lot of people are really clueless about all of yes. the symbols, the, the obelisk and, and what it so, represents and, and the steeple. Yeah. So that's good. I'm look, looking forward to that. That'll and be I on, got, that'll I got be on PDF. That, Yeah? I got your PDF and I read through that. It was very good, very succinct. Oh. Um, that's very good very good I'm looking forward to it
1: that'll be on Thursday the 25th okay very good any other we go we'll we'll be on we'll
0: be on this evening uh, with with uh, our worship service this evening at 5 o'clock we welcome everyone back hope you have a good uh, day in the Lord and so we'll conclude this out And we want to send out our blessings to Brother Carl and Brother Babs out there. Uh, Mr. Babs and Brother Carl. And uh, we just hope that you have a good day. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you this evening, Brother.
1: Yes, I'll be here. God bless. Bye.